to uh, the most recent episode of the Real Film Podcast. My name's Phil. And I'm Corey. Uh, and today we're going to be reviewing Pixar's newest film, Soul, um, which was added to Disney Plus on 25th of December 2019, um, which is um, quite an interesting phenomenon, really. I mean, like just before we go into the actual like full review itself, um, it's been quite interesting with all these sort of digital releases coming out and seeing them work quite well. But I just want to say I'm really glad that this didn't do the same thing as Mulan and have that premium price tag added on on top. You know, Mulan was like £20 extra on top of your um, Disney Plus fee to watch Mulan. And I have no idea why they did that. I'm sure that um, it didn't make them <laughs> enough money to warrant it because, um, you know, Soul has had so many people watch and review it and I just... You know, I just feel like that it was probably a waste of a waste of money for a lot of people to do that for, you know, for Mulan. But anyway, yeah. we're not talking about Mulan. We're talking about Soul. Thank um, God. Yes, thank God. Um, now, Pixar do have a really strong track record. When you know that they've only had a couple of misses in their entire career of Cars and Cars Two and Cars Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not just that, they've they've had some really, really, not just like really great films, but uh, like animated films, but some really, really great um, films that hit on, you know, some really incredible emotional levels. And one, one that you and I always go to is Inside Out. And um, this is directed and written by the same guy who did Inside Out, Pete Doctor, but it's also got some really um, interesting other people involved. It's got the guy who wrote One Night in Miami, which you also saw. I missed him. You saw at the BFI Film Festival, didn't you? Yeah. And I think it's one of the reasons why Soul has so much life and character in um, the moments on Earth. So... Um, just spoiler alert we are going to talk about a lot of spoilers in this review so if you haven't seen soul go and watch it then come back to this but essentially the premise comes from uh jamie fox playing this um almost wannabe jazz musician he's a middle school teacher who's struggling to find his break he finally finds his break with um this really talented female musician dorothy williams i think her name is and um just as he's you know head held high great i'm gonna go back and do this incredible thing later this evening he falls down a pothole and dies um he then finds himself on this sort of moving staircase up to the great beyond um he's not ready to go though so he decides to break free and ends up in the great before which is where souls get their personalities before going down to earth he then meets uh 22 which is voiced by Tina Fey, um, a soul that's been around for a very, very long time and can't find their spark, the thing that, you know, finishes um, their badge, as it were, to go down to earth. Um, and he sort of pretends to be one of these mentors to, you know, help 22 find their spark, and then he's going to take the badge and go back down to earth. It's quite complicated for a kid's film, um, quite a lot going on, but once it actually gets into it, I do think it's got just as i said so much life and so much character and everything in it um i was so i think it's got a really really great visual style on on the great before and that but i think i actually preferred it when it was on earth 
I don't know how you feel about that, Corey, but I felt like that was where the most character um, and just most excited. I was just so excited every time we were on Earth. I was so excited to see what they were going to do next, which is so strange. I thought that with this interesting sort of con- concept of the great before and the great beyond, I thought that's what I'd be more hooked to. But I was actually more hooked, hooked to the stuff on Earth. Yeah, I do agree with that. Um, I think, but like before we start talking about just how, like how much we do like this film, I know that uh, we had a bit of a deliberation between like sort of what kind of rating we were going to give it. Um, and for me, it was it was always a full a four star. Sorry, because I don't know. It's such a great film, but there is that divide between the two places. And for me, the like the great before, um, I wasn't as enamored with that kind of the world really like it's not like a lot like pixar films usually they are very quick to set up their worlds and usually you're sold on it immediately and for me i wasn't completely sold on that but again it's such a when they're on earth it's the animation is absolutely gorgeous as well Mm. uh the lighting is absolutely sublime and um i think that whole scene where, uh, sorry, that whole section where Joe's a uh, cat is <laughs> <laughs> so really funny. funny. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's a great it's a great it's a great movie, and I think you know we were talking about this being a sort of kids film. I think obviously Pixar have always they've always found a way to incorporate both kids and uh, adults. I think most of their films feel like kids films that incorporate adults with, you know, the humor and uh, stuff like that. This one feels more like thematically it's aimed at uh, adults. You know, I can't imagine many kids having, you know, the existential crisis that we feel after (laughs) we watch such a film, but there is a lot for kids to take away from it. I mean, the whole, you know, a positive of the world they've built with the great, uh, great beyond and the great before is that it's, it's a very attractive visually to a child. It's uh, it's kind of the part of Pixar films that feel like the kids' part, basically. Um, uh, but yeah, it's all gorgeously animated. There isn't that much of a divide between Earth and these places. I think all it's very consistent as well. I just think for me, the the world building, I wasn't as sold on. Mm. as I am with other Pixar films. That's probably the only thing that I thought was wrong with the film, really. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. I understand that. I do... So I, I agree that that, that the, the Great Before and the Great Beyond just... Well, maybe not the Great Beyond, because you don't actually end up seeing it. You only see the staircase up to the Great Beyond. But you, you get really into the minutiae of the Great Before. And I do agree. It's interesting and it's different, but it's not as engaging, I think, as the rest of it. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that you've got these... Um, the the souls are like these blobs. So if anyone's seen Over the Moon, which is that Netflix animation, they have these um, little blobs on there too, and they have this. They have the, they're sort of vaguely similar in style, where they just sort of um, don't have anything interesting about them. I know that's kind of the point that you know these souls haven't found their personality they haven't found their character yet but it does mean that it's not quite as interesting to look at but again i i i do think that's kind of the point because the whole thing of um teen phase doesn't want to go down to earth because that's where you know all this you know you have all this smelly stuff you, you you die and you're like but on when you're the soul you just have this unlimited amount of time to do whatever you want you can do whatever you want with it but it's when they go down onto earth and they and they find their spark for life by just living 
it's just the smell and the taste and the touch and everything that's what gives them the life so that i that sort of makes a little bit of the divide sort of not as uh engaging for the great before um i do understand what you meant as well by like um this being the themes being more uh sort of leaning towards adults i do disagree slightly though because i i think that this does what other pixar films do really really well and it talks about um quite complex themes in a way that kids can relate to so although you know there's a lot to be said about the existential stuff about you know joe you know struggling to find you know his his purpose in life and he kind of doesn't feel like it especially there's that bit when he's going through you know all the moments in his life and it's a little bit sad and depressing because he realize realizes he hasn't left much of a mark but what i actually think it has for uh the younger audiences is that for, for me i came out thinking that it's essentially saying that it's fine to not know what you're going on to do um, and just to enjoy the little things, which I think when you're a kid, especially when you're growing up, it gets to a point where you start having to choose what you're going to learn at school and what things you enjoy the most. And your parents, your teachers are are like asking you, what do you want to go on and do in your life? And you've got to make these decisions so early on. But what I felt like this film was saying is that it doesn't matter really what that is just make sure you're enjoying the little bits because whatever that is that is you know that's what's giving you meaning that's what's giving you you know this the the sort of almost purpose to be there is just to enjoy the things around you um and i think i do think kids will get that sort of little message away from it that you know do just enjoy the little things you don't have to worry about all this you know big existential stuff just yet um which I, I think I think is an important message for kids sometimes because I say you, there's so much pressure on young people to decide what they're going to do, um, and I mean like I when I was younger I wanted to be in the army but <laughs> I'm now a video editor you can't really get two more different aspects than that really you know um, I just think that it, we're we're asking kids to do this stuff too young and I feel like this film is saying that it's okay to to not ask kids to do this basically yeah definitely i think um i think also the themes sort of it's walking a very fine line at one point where you know not that end of it but you know where it's like it's okay to like not have um not feel like you have a purpose you don't have to make a mark uh in the sense that you don't have to be you know world famous uh, you know that's that really nice montage where he sees all the people in his life that mm. he's touched. Yeah, uh, I think that's a it's it's walking a fine line at one point between oh don't chase your dreams, but it, it I think it it means to do that and it saves yeah. itself really really well. And I, I read a review of this, uh, uh, I believe it's Empire. I'm just going to shout it out right now. Um, <laughs> calling them out it, Empire. <laughs> yeah, calling them out. Um, they gave it a three star. And they said that it doesn't it doesn't earn the emotional punch that you think it's going to. And I, I disagree completely. I think um, it's not like Inside Out's ending where it's emotional because the character is emotional. You find yourself sort of in awe of this 
realization that Joe's come to, and I think it's a different kind of emotion, and it 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 earns it all the way through. I don't, mm. I completely disagree with that. But yeah, um, yeah, it's I, a really thematically complex film, I think. Yeah. Um, but they do it in a way. You're right. They do it in a way that's. Uh, you know, we're able to understand, and you're right, young people are able to understand. It depends on what age, really, you are thinking of. I mean, like a six-year-old is probably not going <laughs> to uh, understand. But, yeah, certainly, uh, you know, you're talking, like, very, very early on, like, sort of 10, 12. I think you can start to gauge what they're talking about. And mm. you're right. I mean, I didn't know that you were supposed to – you wanted to be in the army. That's weird. <laughs> That's a weird thought, considering I – um, I know what you like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. It's a, it's a pretty difficult time growing up, feeling like you have to do something, feeling like you have to know what to do, and you know, Soul's teaching a very valuable lesson, mm. like most Pixar films do. Um, I think also just to go back to Kent Powers, I think it's a really great inclusion as well because uh, if you watch One Night in Miami, you know that sort of Kent Powers has a very strong. Um, he has a very strong voice for uh, for black people, and obviously, I don't know what the Pixar, uh, you know, I don't know what their staff is, but um, I think with this kind of representation as well in this world, it's very important to have that kind of um, viewpoint from it. So I think it's really important that Ken Powers is there, and I think he gives that he gives the film that kind of style as well. And uh, like Pete Doctor's great, it, I. I could speak to the ends of the earth about Inside Out and how good I think it is. Um, but, yeah, I think Kent Powers is really important in that. And, you know, a question for you mm-hmm. is, do you think it is going to win the Best Animation Oscar? I haven't seen anything else um, that I think is that good. I don't think I've seen an animation this year other than Wolf Walkers that could match it. Um they're both five stars for me. They're both very, very different films. Yeah. It it depends on what your sensibilities are, I think. I think because of how the Academy works, I think Soul was going to win it because generally if Pixar make a good film, it wins an Oscar. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Pixar are becoming like the Meryl Streep of the animation. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like she yeah. always gets a nomination and she doesn't win all the time, but she wins quite a lot, <laughs> which yeah. is, what, three Best actress. She's won. She's won two best actress and a supporting actress, but she's been nominated something ridiculous. It's like, like 40, 20, it, 20, 20, It's like something twenty times now. Yeah, it was like twenty something times, times. Twenty something times in forty years. It was ridiculous. Yeah, um, you're right as well because I mean Meryl gets nominated for stuff that you feel like she shouldn't be nominated she got, for, she got, and it's kind of the same for uh, Pixar a little yeah. bit. You kind of just feel like they get nominated because it's Pixar, yeah, but absolutely. this this fully warrants it if it does get Absolutely. it and if it wins there's no complaint from me i do prefer wolf walkers but you know like you said they're completely different films and yeah. uh yeah i, I, I i'd have no complaint if it did win no i don't i i think it's gonna just because i i you don't often see like more independent studios win these sorts even if the quality is that good you just don't often see you know them them win over people like pixar or disney which is yeah. a shame for sure but and, I mean, there's not really much we can do. We're not on the voting board, so it's not much maybe we, can do. we should be on the voting board. For I think we should. I think it's very important. But no, I, something I just wanted to go back about you saying about um, Kent Powers being involved and the sort of the sort of inclusion that it, it has with um, black communities, I do think is really important because this is the first Pixar film that is sort of centered around a black cast or and black characters. 
um, and and black culture because I think there's two really really there's two absolutely standout scenes for me in this film and probably my favorite is the barbershop one the yeah. one where he goes in to get his hair cut and I just I think they're I said that I said I use these words a lot in my review there's just so much life and character and I don't really know how else to describe it it's just absolutely brimming like everything feels so authentic and so real like it just feels like you're listening in on real things that are actually happening you know and I don't think anyone is skimmed out on like in in a lesser film the barber would have just been a caricature kind of funny guy you'd have a few laughs and then it'd be done yeah. but that actually becomes like the heart of the film that scene um and i do th- I, th- I think it's very important for to have films like this where it feels almost like i think the best way of describing it is it's almost like the way the way that it sort of centers around um uh the culture is almost a non-issue because it doesn't feel like it's making a thing out of it. It just feels like it's telling you a story and that this is the right culture and the right characters and the right setting for this story. It doesn't feel like it's going out of its way to make a story about black characters and black culture. Um, I think that's absolutely the right way to go about it. Um, so I think the only other thing I was going to say before we sort of wrap the up, wrap this up is, um, although the sort of the visuals might not, grab us in the great before and it's not quite as you know it's not, not quite as impressive in terms of you know well building everything as, as earth i do think there's some really really funny moments and some really funny characters in it as well so you have these sort of i think they're called soul counselors which are you know these people that sort of heard the the souls and they sort of get out these um mentors to help the souls you know learn learn about life and get their spark and I honestly, I think um, they are so funny and so well casted. I'm trying to think. The, the one that I found the most hilarious was they're all called Jerry, apart from one that's called Terry. And Terry was actually the one that I ended up finding the funniest because it's the one that's got the uh, is doing the count um, of all the souls going through the great before, and they lose their shit when they notice one is missing, which was obviously Jamie Foxx's character. Uh, Terry's voiced by Rachel House, who's in pretty much every one of uh, Taika Waititi's films. Yeah, and I just, I just think this, they're all very, they're all really, really funny. Um, but I think Terry stood out as the funniest one for me. The way that they treat them as well, just really, it really, really tickled me. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, what I find actually quite funny is someone brought it to my attention the other day is that Rachel House is playing a very similar character almost to uh, the uh, social worker she plays in Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe that's where Pixar got the uh, idea to cast her. But no, it's all the Jerrys and Terry are great casting. Um, I mean, R- Richard Iord is just... Again, I mean, I'm not going to go as far as he's a national treasure, but I, I love him to bits. He's I think new, everyone in England new. loves him, don't they? Yeah. Um, but no, again, Pixar always cast great. Yeah. Um, one other thing I did want to like praise the film for is when it's on Earth, is the lighting. Mm. Uh, it's so gorgeous. Um, and I feel like Pixar, they always manage to kind of improve their animation as time goes on because that's, you know, technology advances and their budgets get bigger um but i think with soul it just the way it captures like it's a movie about the little things on earth and it just captures them so well and 
sometimes you know the lighting in the sort of like dusky little like jazz um bar and then like the sort of like warmth of a nice like autumn day it's just it's the little things that you notice in the animation that make it such a beautiful movie mm, i think a lot of that comes down to i was reading about how how they actually did that they consulted a cinematographer called bradford young um who he was cinematographer and director of photography for films like arrival and selma and stuff like that okay and he's just i mean arrival is is a, is a great example because that is a beautifully shot film um but they consulted you know they consulted this this guy who works with um so the, what, the reason why they consulted him basically is because he specializes in using natural light a lot so films okay. like arrival don't use a lot of artificial light um, and that's one one of the reasons why they consulted him for Soul is because they wanted this really natural look to it, and right. I think that's definitely where it, that definitely comes through. I mean, it doesn't look artificial at all on Earth. It just all looks like it. It's just all beautifully lit. And it's all beautifully shot. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just wanted to. I I do think that was quite interesting that they you know consulted him um, as yeah, well. Yeah, you couldn't help bringing up Arrival, could you? I just, I just, re- I just like Arrival. I just really like Arrival. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably all we've got to say on it for now, though. So, do you want to? Have you got any last sort of words as to why you're giving it the star rating you're giving it? Um, well, I'm sticking. I, I stick to a four. I think when I watched it, it wasn't. You know, I'm always going to refer back to Inside Out. I don't want to make. You know, I'm not comparing them side by side, but I always think with the very best Pixar films, you do come out the other end and you feel like eternally moved by them. And with Soul, while it was great while I was watching it, I just didn't feel that at the end. Um, And also the stuff with the sort of world building with the great before, I wasn't as enamored with that as I probably could have been. Um, So that's why I'm sticking with four. Still a fantastic film and another Mm. great Pixar film. Uh, But yeah, that's why I would probably stick with a four on that one. So I give it a five and I do stick by my five. Um, I do think that your criticisms are warranted, but whereas you weren't moved by it, I very much was. I think a lot of the themes really, really resonated with me. Um, and I think I can't like I can't ignore the importance of having a film centered around um, black culture and black characters, having it so effortlessly made that it's, as I say, it's not even, it's not even really an issue, but doing that in an animation, especially for Pixar and, you know, the history that Disney have had with the treatment of black people. I think it's so important to make films like this now. Um, But yeah, no, as I say, I, I was very, very moved by it. I think this message really, really resonated um with me i think it's stunning i think it's really funny i think it's perfectly good you know i just i just absolutely i do think that the criticism is warranted for sure but you know it just it just hit me in a way that i guess it didn't hit you which means you're wrong that's fair it's not that i wasn't (laughs) it was not that i wasn't moved by it i just mean that like a lot of pixar the very best ones they always stick with me for a long time but this one just sort of didn't i I was moved in at the time i just I understand I understand the five for hundred percent. It's yeah. it's a really, really great film. I just yeah. think it, on a just on a personal level, there's things I would uh, things that made it less of a five, I guess. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. You're allowed you're allowed your opinion. Are you sure I'm allowed an opinion? No, no. 
the r- reel says it's five therefore <laughs> it's a five <laughs> um, anyway I uh, just want to thank you very much for listening um, I hope you enjoyed we're sort of switching this up a little bit where we'll be reviewing individual films from time to time as they come out um, and depends whether or not it's worth talking about or not um, yeah so I really hope you enjoyed make sure to check us out at realreviewing.com and then realreviewing on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram you can find me on Twitter at Philson Wilson and you can find me at Cosp Jord. thanks very much for listening see you soon bye